Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. I landed a contract in Italy, but I need five freelancers to make it happen. I said, sure, let's chat over coffee. With Export Development Canada, risk doesn't stop you. EDC, take on the world. Canada Post Insight is a magazine for marketing thought leaders and a showcase for its leading practitioners. Each issue of Insight brings you innovative marketing ideas for inciting action. Read Insight now and sign up for a free subscription at canadapost.ca forward slash Insight Magazine. A real entrepreneur helping others succeed this is your host, Rivers Corbett, on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day in the life stories and in their shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs don't forget to subscribe to the show on itunes google play music and wherever else you listen to podcasts and you know one of the great things i love about interviewing amazing rock star entrepreneurs from across the planet is what we learn from them and that's why i started go forth garage go forth garage is all about providing you with the resources the coaching the mentorship the programs to help you and your business just check us out at goforthgarage.com. That's goforthgarage.com. This is Victoria Lennox, president of Startup Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, drum roll big time because not only is my next guest an important guest to the Startup Canada community, to entrepreneurs, uh, to the uh, the communities of entrepreneurs across the planet. She's one of my very, very greatest and closest friends. And uh, we're fortunate to have on the uh, Startup Canada podcast show today, the president and co-founder of Startup Canada, Victoria Lennox. Uh, Startup Canada is Canada's entrepreneurship organization startup Canada promotes and supports the success and growth of Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs with a mandate to foster economic growth, competitiveness, and prosperity through entrepreneurship. Victoria and Cyprian co-founded startup Canada in May of 2012. And I skipped over his last name because I think Victoria and Cyprian are the only ones that can pronounce it. And today the organization, as we all know and love has grown to represent more than two 
200,000 entrepreneurs and 50 grassroots communities from coast to coast to coast. Through digital programs and flagship events, Canada Startup Canada promotes, inspires, educates, and connects Canadians' entrepreneurs. As one of Canada's leading proponents of entrepreneurship and innovation, Victoria works alongside government, industry, and entrepreneurs to construct the nation's entrepreneurship ecosystem and to ensure the right policies, programming, and enabling frameworks and infrastructure are in place to compete and thrive in the fourth industrial revolution. I love that. Victoria has been recognized by the United Nations Development Program and the European Union as one of the foremost experts in entrepreneurship education, ecosystem, and program architecture, governance, development and implementation. Victoria is also the first Canadian and one of the youngest recipients of Canada's award, or sorry, I'm going to repeat that sip. Victoria is also the first Canadian and one of the youngest recipients of a Queen's Award for Enterprise Promotion on the recommendation of the British Prime Minister. Victoria was a UK top 30, under 30, and a recipient of Canada's Volunteer Awards. In today's episode, we're going to talk... To this legend herself, Victoria, about founding Startup Canada, the truce of entrepreneurship and transitioning into her new role as president of the organization. Victoria, big virtual high five hug. (laughs) How are you, my friend? Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show. Thank you, Rivers. It's an absolute honor to be on your show today. Thank you. Well, it's been a great journey. We've been doing this show for about three years now, and uh, I remember when you um, broached the idea idea with me about would you like to have be the start the voice of the startup canada podcast and i i I was so excited and and typical you you planned so well in advance typical me i wanted to get going that day and i remember is this going to happen victoria is this going to happen and it did happen and three years later we're uh we're still going strong and actually i remember my uh my first guest was ryan uh holmes from uh, hootsuite and um and uh, here we are today with you and we're into hundreds of uh, interviews so thank you for that um victoria uh we're gonna have a really cool conversation it's going to have lots of uh, different paths we take down but what's kind of the one takeaway you want our audience to uh, take from the conversation today i think uh the one takeaway i would love everybody to walk away with is to really think about their role in uh helping each other and being of service through entrepreneurship uh and how they can do that through the startup ecosystem I think that's really great. And so let's, uh, let's kind of take people through, cause uh, you know, as, as much as you are a public figure, I also know that you like to deflect conversation away from your personal <laughs> journey. You know me so, too well. <laughs> I know you very well and that's, uh, and, and vice versa. So, uh, I will be nice this whole conversation cause you have way too much on me, but Victoria, can you take us through that journey in the UK? Uh, you know, the nickel tour of how this all started with your hanging out with entrepreneurs to get to the point where Startup Canada started? Well, thanks thanks for that, Rivers. Uh, the nickel and dime tour is this. I've always believed in the value of service before self. And I've always wanted to help other people and to be of the most impact I can. And I think that relates to a lot of people I meet every day. We just want to help each other and make an impact. And so in my early days when I was in high school, I was exposed to politics a little bit. And I thought that that was the only way you could make an impact. And so uh, I quickly... Uh, 
uh, applied to the to university, the closest university to Parliament Hill, Ottawa U, and studied political science, uh, worked for my member of parliament, but I really felt like politics wasn't for me. So I tried different things. I worked at Amnesty International, the United Nations Association of Canada Public Policy Forum, and some government central agencies, and I still couldn't find my vibe. I couldn't find my people, and I, I knew I wanted to be of service, but those types of service didn't resonate as deeply as I, I thought that they would. I had never been exposed to entrepreneurship and following a short stint in Beijing and some traveling with a friend, um, I went to the University of Oxford for my master's in global governance and diplomacy, uh, thinking I could be of service through those types of issues uh, on a global stage. Uh, and what I found there I didn't expect, and that was a really cool student club called Oxford Entrepreneurs, uh, full of young, bright people from all different parts of the university who all had ideas and were full of energy and who were wanting to change the world with their ideas. And so I joined Oxford Entrepreneurs. I fell in love with the society. I ended up staying in Oxford an extra year to be its president, its first woman president, and then went on to start a national charity, which was quickly funded by the British government with about 10 million pounds a year. Tata, big Indian consultancy, came in with a million pounds a year, Barclays Bank a million pounds a year, and it exploded into this national organization that currently supports more than uh, 35,000 young people every year to develop entrepreneurial skills, uh, which is so very important to our countries. I was repatriated back to Canada to work in small business policy uh, for the government, and a report came across my desk called um, uh, by Tom Jenkins about uh, high-growth companies, and it actually called for Startup Canada, a national network to convene the ecosystem to be a rallying brand and give a voice to the sector. Um, and I, I really felt like Canada needed that, but it had to come from outside of government in order to be effective. Uh, my friends in the UK started Startup Britain. They politicized it. It doesn't exist today as a result. Uh, and Startup Canada, uh, Startup Canada started grassroots, listening first to entrepreneurs. And today there's quarter of a million entrepreneurs in the network, 50 vibrant startup communities from coast to coast to coast. And we've uh, become a very influential voice in the capital, helping to give entrepreneurs the conditions they need to thrive in a global community. Uh, this wouldn't have been possible without amazing people. And that's the. It, this is what it's all about. It's people, people, people. Uh, uh, amazing founding board. Rivers, you were an incredible founding board director. Amazing community leaders. 3,000 volunteers make this happen and go. Um, and it's really just about coming together and serving um, our, our communities, our country, and hopefully building a better future for everybody. Love it. Thank you. You gave me the dime tour, not the nickel tour, but uh, <laughs> it was, and I am just uh, so appreciative of all the things you've done with that. So you quickly glossed over a comment that you made in your journey at Oxford about how you started this organization uh, and you quickly turned it into a national um, uh, a momentum, national rallying call, national organization, you want to call it supporting young entrepreneurs, and you got 10 million pounds. How did someone start with an idea and galvanize it to the point that in a very quick f fashion, uh, received 10 million pounds from the, uh, <laughs> from the British government. 
I think uh, there were, I've reflected on this quite, quite often, especially in my role in the Canadian context. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I think uh, place and timing uh, were very important to the success of NACU. Um, timing, we started the organization at a time when it was uh, the recession. The UK was very hit hard, hit hard in uh, with the economic recession in 2008, 2009. Uh, the reality was people could not find jobs in streets, uh, shops were shutting their doors. And so entrepreneurship was the by necessity uh, a reality for many, many Brits. And so the government needed to step in and help people to have the means within themselves to start opportunities to keep going. It was entrepreneurship by necessity in the true sense. Um, So that's one side. The other side, it is the UK. uh, And it was London, uh, where I started at NACU. And at Le- in London, it's a global financial center. You have decision makers in that center. Juxtapose that with Canada, where typically decisions are made in the US, and oftentimes it's hard enough to sell the Canadian market and why they should invest in Canada, let alone Canadian entrepreneurs and early stage companies. And so I think the fact that it was in the UK, it was uh, just before the Cameron government got in, so I was able to effectively lobby the um, incumbent opposition leader who was on his way to become small business minister, Mark Prisk. Uh, we built a great friendship and uh, with that friendship we built an ecosystem for youth entrepreneurship across the UK. Um, now I've reflected on the Canadian context and really uh, Canada is so stable. We're so lucky that our central agencies and banks keep our country stable so the urgency certainly wasn't there and as pronounced as I saw in the UK mm-hmm. and the, the decisions aren't taken here in all reality. They're taken in the States. Uh, so it's a, a bit of a harder sell and the, the, the dollars are a lot less. Uh, so mm. there's a big difference. Uh, but at the same time, NACU is a government-funded organization. That's great. But where Canada really needs to step it up is the private sector. Uh, the private sector in investing in the ecosystem. And that's where Startup Canada focused. We aren't government-funded. We are funded by the private sector. And so that also serves the cause of you know uh, helping the private sector have a vehicle within which to invest in entrepreneurship in the country. Wow. Wow. Um, you also talked about, you know, startup Britain. And I remember those conversations with those, mm. uh, those, those cool folks as, as part of our journey to, to, uh, bring together nations. So we called, we called them startup nations. And, uh, I remember going to, uh, London to attend a, a conference there. And then we had all the communities, uh, all the nations that were then part of the, 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 the grouping into Ottawa. And we, we really connected well with all of them, all of them, but startup Canada, you know, shined above all of them. It punched way above the weight, not necessarily its weight, than all of the other ones and received an award, uh, you know, recognition for that. Um, and why is it that Startup Canada is so good at what it does and the others are looking to us for guidance? And I want you to brag a bit here. Because you're in such, you're in succession mode here, and I want you to take take this call as tell us 
How did it happen? All right, I'll start with sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Just to get 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 that out of the way. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think our approach to Startup Canada um, uh, was genius. We took Brad Feld's bolder thesis of how to build a startup community from the grassroots, which requires absolutely no funding, really, uh, very little money, uh, a lot of goodwill, and a lot of volunteers. Uh, very core values, uh, and then we used a national experiment to create startup communities across Canada uh, that are very organically expanding, not through top-down pressure, but through bottom-up volunteering. Uh, we were able to match Canada's entrepreneurial spirit and volunteer culture together, and I think you know that's what makes the Canada so strong. These versus our counterparts in other countries. Furthermore, we are private sector funded, whereas other countries tends to be state-led. Um, so mm. either it's a political campaign, which will only ever last four years, um, or it's a, a public sector program uh, that might be sexy now, but over time loses its appeal because, frankly, building an innovation and entrepreneurship ecosystem takes time, at right. least quarter of a century. And that does not work mm. within our political or public regulatory frameworks. So what I love about Startup Canada and why other countries look at us is how did you create a culture of entrepreneurship without taxpayer dollars in a way that doesn't depend on the government to do that? And I, I credit that to our awesome founding board of directors who really encourage that Startup Canada lead by example um, and be entrepreneurial in its pursuit to try mm -hmm. different things, see what works, what doesn't work, and, uh, you know, and then run with what's working um, full force. Uh, but also, Every one of us at Startup Canada, uh, we work very hard and hustle uh, like every entrepreneur, but we also have that long-term vision. So we know that you know if we trip up here or there, the end result is that we're going to get to where we want to go. We all have that 25-year vision, and that makes it possible for us to you know, uh, keep, keep the end in mind. And I will say that in working with many startup nations across the world, they simply do not have this. And it's only through grassroots movements um, that you really see that type of uh, that type of camaraderie the friendships that form in this the centered values that will carry us forward to serve Canada love it um, you have uh, you have seen many organizations and their journeys talk to thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs uh, and have learned lessons along the way what are some of the what are some of the hidden gems of starting a business and growing a business that you don't usually hear about, but are so critical for success in your mind? I think this is something you and I have actually chatted about uh, before, Rivers, but um, a hidden gem advice around building a business that I wish I would have known, um, but you, you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Until, that's right. You, know, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> is uh, like I really encourage if you are an entrepreneur that uh, isn't interested in building a lifestyle company, and if you are wanting to build a lifestyle company, good for you. That's awesome. But if you're an entrepreneur that's looking to innovate and try new things and maybe build a series of companies as a serial entrepreneur, never build yourself into your companies. Um, so even though it might sound super prestigious to be a CEO of something or whatever, you never have to build yourself into your company. And in fact, 
by doing so, you're limiting its potential for growth. And had I known that earlier on, um, (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of things would be different, but I wouldn't have learned as much as I have. And I hear that echoed by so many successful entrepreneurs is once they figured out that piece of it, everything changed for them and the skies opened. So I thought, you know, that's something that really connect to me. That's very interesting. Um, you, uh, you uh, reference the fourth industrial revolution, and I love that reference point. Um, can you talk to us what that what what does that mean to you when when you want uh, us as entrepreneurs to thrive in the fourth industrial revolution? What is the fourth industrial revolution? The fourth industrial revolution uh, is all about technology, um, and this is an era where technology is increasing at an exponential rate, um, and it's putting pressure on our government systems, on our ability to innovate, uh, and on some of the large organizations, the conglomerate Googles of the world. Um, and it's also displacing jobs. So the jobs that we needed for you know uh, past in industries uh, that are now being replaced by uh, automation and more intelligent systems and eventually as it becomes uh, more sophisticated artificial intelligence um, it's it's going to have a huge impact um, and that impact comes with political consequences of people blaming each other uh, hatred um, uh, uh, governance structures that can't keep up uh, the people who control the technology being more powerful um, it also means that little Little tiny startups have more power than they ever have before uh, to be able to um, uh, disrupt big guys, so David and Goliath stories, but also to um, you know uh, have their innovation scaled globally to help people today faster than they ever could. So it's a very exciting time, uh, but it is creating challenge and friction on a socio-political context, and it's the context in which we're starting up companies today. So. So every year there's 140,000 companies starting up in Canada and they're set they're starting up in a context where they have to be digital um, uh, full stop they must be digital um, they must be online they should be thinking about the global opportunity ahead of them uh, but they also have to be uh, cognizant of the global competition uh, but that shouldn't scare anyone off it's an opportunity that's all it is um, mm. but, uh, it's really governments that are going to have a hard time grabbing with this, but for the entrepreneur, yes, this yes. is our time. Um, this is our time to scale, and uh, uh, these technologies can help us to do that. Victoria, if you uh, you're going through a, a succession right now at uh, a startup Canada, and uh, and so you're you're moving away from the CEO role and now the president. Um, let's say, for example, you left Startup Canada altogether. What business would you start tomorrow if you were given the opportunity to do it tomorrow? Oh, no, you can't ask that. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you going to tell me you don't want to share the idea? (laughs) No, not at all. You know, it's it's been such a journey with Startup Canada, meeting all these entrepreneurs and big ideas. And you know what, Rivers, to be honest, um, I'm a a supporter more than anything else. And I've already, you know, I, I lead a nonprofit organization, which particularly is not as lucrative as the private sector. But uh, I've actually taken 
taken a lot of pride in some little tiny micro investments I've made in some startup companies, um, one one in the U.S. and one in Australia, but both of them connected to Canada. And uh, I think that's the type of role I'd like to play. Um, I'm a social entrepreneur. I'll likely, if I do start up again, start up another nonprofit or a charity. Um, but Startup Canada still has a long way to go, and I, I look forward to, to supporting it into the future. Yeah, of course you do. Then and, and uh, that that totally makes sense. Um, I want to uh, I want to and now go into a little lighter part of Victoria and your journey, if I could. You received you were the first Canadian to receive uh, the Queen's Award for Enterprise Promotion. First of all, uh, how did you find out that you won that award or you were be receiving that award? <laughs> Um, I think it was an uh, 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 invitation in the mail um, yes. uh, to Buckingham Palace, and I had yes. I already had relocated back to Canada. Yes. Um, and it, I, I, I probably shrieked and all those types of things. And it probably is what gave me the confidence to leave government, um, my mm-hmm. government job, and to start Startup Canada. I tend to start things while I'm in the air, flying from one place to the next. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I thought, you know, if the Queen and, and the UK uh, recognizes uh, this type of work, uh, it must be meaningful work. And it should be work that I should continue to pursue. Yeah. Um, sometimes you lose your confidence if you're you know in not on your right path and sometimes there are things in life that bring you back to your right path and that yes. was one of those moments so certainly shaking the queen's hand and uh, yeah. you know experiencing that with my friends at NACU who uh, you know volunteered their time to get it up and running uh, what what a way to finish off that that journey uh, with the organization and did the queen pay for your flight back over to London to get the award no, but I think I think Naki did. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they did. Yeah. So, and, and I, I, I am interested in this uh, this question because, and, and I'm sure many other royal watchers are too. How, how did you uh, How did you prepare for that? Tell, walk us through some a couple of highlights that happened on that day. Yes, you met the uh, queen. Yes, yes, you shook her hand. Talk about the stuff that we didn't expect, like you know, preparing to go meet the queen, and then oh, really? you know, what, what was something that you really experienced at, going through there? Yeah. That, that most people wouldn't even know about walking into Buckingham Palace. You're so funny. Okay, well, you're, you're bringing me right back. Okay, well, the first thing I had to do was to find a dress. Um, of course. You, you need to look the part. Um, yes. So, like, I had so much fun um, being able to, like, figure out, you know, what shoes it is, was I going to wear, uh, what purse, what what uh, hat, what everything. Um, yes. And so that was the first part. And you know what? That was a really special thing because so you never celebrate your success and to have an occasion like that to do something. So, uh, was was really spectacular. Um, uh, during the day, we had the opportunity to meet the other recipients, uh, and that's when I found out I was by far the youngest person there, and uh, I was the only Canadian who had ever won and has since ever won that wow. award. Uh, wow! And uh, so I was there with all of these men <laughs> as well. <laughs> yes. And, yes. You know, I'm like, wow. You know, it's really cool to be able to rap in this way. Uh, Mark Prisk provided us with this wonderful letter. He was the small business minister at the time um, and then we all proceeded down uh, to Buckingham Palace uh, all the tourists were looking at the at the palace and we got to walk through those doors and they opened nice. the doors um, and yeah. we walked up uh, some red carpet and then just uh, 
experienced <laughs> everything at the palace and you know networked with one another and uh, proceeded to um, to meet the queen and um, the prince so it was very nice yeah. when you're when you're saying that it reminds me of the movie Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory and the <laughs> same thing the crowds watching these five yeah. kids walk through and and uh, you know just gazing wondering what's going on yeah I, yeah that is so it's nice um, to remember that thanks for that <laughs> yeah yeah you're very welcome um, and I am going to get back to Startup Canada and ladies and gentlemen this conversation is a little bit longer than most conversations for all the right reasons uh, but uh, there's so much to be uh, talking about but I promise you I won't go on hours and hours but um, the the other question I have in your in your journey with NACU and uh, you know your connection with the uh, with the small business minister and so on it, it, it you, uh, you know, when you look at that that lens from the outside, you say, wait a minute, now you're a Canadian. What are you doing this? You know, how, no, no, what are you doing this for? How is a Canadian being embraced leading a national British organization in Britain? Did, you know, can you talk through, did you, did, was that ever an issue? Or is it just, uh, you know, how did you, how did you journey through that? You know, it might have been used to my advantage, probably, because it certainly set me apart uh, from other organizations and other candidates. Yes. Um, and so I, I really do feel as though, you know, being Canadian in the UK, I never felt uh, like I wasn't, uh, you know, part of their country. Like it's always been a second home for me. Um, I never didn't feel welcome. I feel like being part of the Commonwealth, even when I visited India, um, right. I really feel like we're kind of all part of the same family um, so I think they feel that way too uh, with Commonwealth countries and they love Canadians so it probably played to played to the success yeah brilliant um, Victoria get, what are some proud things that you're going to look back upon in your journey as the, as the CEO and co-founder of Startup Canada what are some some really cool things you say that's I'm, I'm really proud of that. And I know you're going to say the startup community is a part of it. So I'm not going to allow you that Stop. one. I want to get, I want to get you some other stuff in there that you're going to say that that's really cool that people wouldn't naturally think that you're proud of. I'm most proud of my co-founder and my team um, mm -hmm. and everybody who's ever been on our team as a volunteer or a paid staff member. Um, I think, you know, Startup Canada probably persisted longer than it ever could have uh, uh, because of our my profound friendship with Cyprian, my co-founder. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I really am a huge advocate of having a co-founder um, mm. and, uh, you know, just so grateful for that it's it's it this is what i will take with me um and what i'm most proud of is these beautiful relationships with these tremendous human beings yeah well it's and and you know that's uh, i always say uh, business is a team sport and you for one really understand that but you know people's names and backgrounds so well i mean I've, i i admire you when you see you walk through crowds on stage and all those things do you is is, is there a prep associated with that before and you go through linkedin profiles or <laughs> you know crib notes or whatever would before a startup canada day on the hill as an example 
I would like to say I do, but I don't. Uh, I'm someone who, and I think I think most entrepreneurs can uh, relate. I love my customers, and my and like if I use kind of an entrepreneur word, customer. I love I love the end user. I love entrepreneurs, and I value everybody who like is giving time or money to this. And there's actually a love there, like an absolute adoration. Um, and uh, with that adoration, uh, everyone who I connect with uh, I, is, is a friend. And it's not research, it's none of that. It's just becoming part of each other's lives and caring about each other. Um, and without that human connection, I would, I would see no purpose in any of this. Um, so that's how I do it. Um, and so the people who have contributed the most to Startup Canada can always have the most of my time. Yeah. Well, and uh, if that's indicative of uh, what you think of me, I get your time for easy. (laughs) I love you back too. Well, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, a little side note, I must brag about the fact of, yes, I know Victoria Lennox and she got me into meet the prime minister of Canada at uh, one of the last, and and, uh, it was so lovely. I'll tell you one great story. I remember about Victoria. She, she was given the opportunity to bring nine people. I think of what it was to meet the prime minister and, and uh, we uh, we were all informed ahead of time. And this is the way she she doesn't just do something; she does it capital D. And we were all downstairs in uh, in, the, in the main building, what the center block, right? Is that what they call mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And uh, we were just waiting to be ushered up to meet the prime minister. And there's just the nine of us there. And she went through every one of us and explained why we were chosen to be there. And it really, to me. Uh, strengthened my, my my friendship at another level with you, but also just really really reinforced of uh, how special this journey has been with you leading us. So thank you for that. It was uh, that was one of my special moments. Yours was in Buckingham Palace, <laughs> and mine was uh, in Center Block with you at that particular Aww. day. Thanks um, for sharing. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really special. I, and uh, Edwin Frondozo and I mm-hmm. talked about that, and uh, many times after that event about uh, how how we really uh, felt that day was special. Special. Cool. Um, the uh, um, government. Um, I uh, I was uh, I've been the first startup Canada Day in the Hill, and I remember MPs and people saying, "What the heck is this startup Canada? What is it that you do?" To the last one, where you know, there's hundreds of these people all around saying, "What a great job that the organization is doing." How do you take government and bring them along to that level in a relatively short period of time? And and by the way, that's over two government governments, mm-hmm. not, not is, just yeah. over one. So uh, how'd you do that? Yeah, because we, we did have a good relationship with Prime Minister Harper and mm-hmm. uh, with Prime Minister Trudeau. We're nonpartisan. Yes. Um, so it's a, for me, it's all about friendships uh, and it's all about institutionalizing relationships. So here at our headquarters on Spark Street in Ottawa, we run regular events called Startup Gov uh, for entrepreneurial policymakers and uh, public servants uh, to get them connected with entrepreneurs in the community. So I think through regular 
summarizing that, um, really growing Startup Canada Day on the Hill as a national convention convening the ecosystem um, and partnering in particular with the Entrepreneur Caucus, which is an all-party caucus um, with the NDP, Liberal, Conservative and Independents who are entrepreneurs previously before they became NPs. Uh, through these types of interactions, we've uh, made a big imprint in the capital. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we testify regularly at various uh, standing committees on issues from trade, tax, uh, procurement, uh, immigration. Um, and so, you know, providing that regular, consistent voice for the ecosystem and always showing up, I think, yes. is what's setting us apart. Yeah, and that's the key is showing up. And uh, and I think through that constant education, you're going to get people who are ultimately he hearing, uh, not just uh, not just listening. So uh, that, that that's brilliant. Um, the um, uh, succession, you're now into a move uh, into the presidency. You're already there. How do you, when you, you know, talk to the startups here now who are your customer uh, about, knowing when to step aside as a CEO and second of all, how do you do it in a way that's really best for the organization? Oh goodness. Um, well, I'm not sure I can, uh, uh, provide that much detail because I'm, uh, just into it now and I don't know, you know, what the success will be of this whole process. Um, mm. but, um, When's the right time to stop? Uh, you know, for many entrepreneurs, we're constantly told, don't give up, don't give up. Uh, when you, you know, uh, success lies just beyond the point where you think there's nothing left to give. And yes. so whenever you hear those types of things, it can almost drive you to a point of absolute burnout. And, uh, you know, mental health is something I'm very passionate about and mm -hmm. wellness in the workplace. Uh, and then, you know, uh, you would see Banksy quotes that say, uh, don't, don't give up, just rest, you know, and things like this. And you have to, uh, I think, stop taking advice and just think about what you want at the end of the day and not kind of these truisms projected by other people. Um, and uh, know, you know, that what you've done is what you set out to do and you're at peace with that and that you want to play a different role in the organization. So, you know, oftentimes we listen to so many other people, we don't listen to ourselves. And I think it was only when I really listened to myself that I'm like, you know what? I'm really good at this part of the organization. I'd like to focus here. I'm not so good at that part of the organization, but there are other people who can do that way better than I can. Uh, so that was that. In terms of the process for succession, um, I like the fact that, uh, you know, I moved away from being uh, the CEO of the organization before the next CEO was appointed and that we have this interim gap. Um, yes. I really like this interim gap, actually, because uh, uh, it helps me to peacefully distance myself away from day-to-day -day management, refocus my energies on my role of business development and government relations, and uh, not be part of that succession process and trust my board of directors and team to make those hard decisions. Uh, because if I own those decisions, I will always own those decisions. And uh, the success or failure, I would I would really own it like a, like a mother or father would of their child. Uh, yes. Whereas this is providing me with, uh, you know, the distance required in order for uh, the organization to function as it should. Uh, and this is different from a lot of startups who uh, may not have a board of directors and might, may not, you know, 
have a whole network around them to take it on. But we do have an infrastructure to do this. And we're so excited that this change will certainly lead to scale up for the entire ecosystem. Yeah, beautiful. Um, the Your mom's a pretty cool lady. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. I love her so much. <laughs> yeah, I, she. You know, she's she's always been so kind to me, and uh, and she works and she works so hard behind the scenes, um, in in helping you as a, as a volunteer, but also as an advisor and as a mother. So I think she's a pretty cool lady. Yeah. Um, how does uh, what's you know what do you say to <laughs> entrepreneurs here that you know about including their parents in your their journey uh, as an entrepreneur oh well i don't know if what i would say is what my mom would say <laughs> well, it's, it's a, this is the question for you i might ask her uh, that when i get to talk to her my goodness yeah so like with every entrepreneur like if you're starting up you have love money or love time you know and so my mom actually started when startup canada was volunteer run for its first three years as our finance director so she uh led on finance before thomas popeil came onto the team yes and um ever since then she always steps in when i think when when we're doing something so huge like a, a convention uh, being the voice for entrepreneurs she'll step in um, to to lend lend a hand to the team and I can't thank her enough for that uh, advice with working with parents on these types of things is try not to um, <laughs> if, you, if you can avoid it um, you know it's uh, it's always very stressful building a business and building an organization and I do believe sometimes it's nice to have a separation of business and family, um, but when 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 shit hits the fan, you always have family to count on, and that's what I most appreciate. But I think anything I would build in the future, I would do my mom the courtesy of not pulling her into it, um, <laughs> so that you know we can you know continue to grow our relationship in different ways. D- relationships are certainly impacted, whether with parents or siblings or spouses, um, by business, and that can't be helped. Um, yeah. So it really is about defining what you want your relationship to be and what it, you don't want it to be and then um, and then staying true to that. But I think, you know, Startup Canada would not be here today without Mama Lennox. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> And, that's uh, right. Yeah, that's right. And if, uh, but but I think in the future, I, <laughs> I, I like to keep it separate. But I know a lot of people like to bring it together. So uh, advice is a dime a dozen, um, and it's just based on your personal perspectives and preferences. Mama Lennox, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Victoria, we see uh, we see the the public side of you. This the uh, actually, I want to ask you this question first. The um, the when you stopped becoming the CEO and you're in interim mode now, does it weird for you to not have that title anymore when you became president? Uh-huh. No, the title the title wasn't the hard part. The connectivity was the hard part. Ah. So when uh, I'm no longer in the office, and in fact discouraged from coming to the office. <laughs> um, well, uh, actually, on that note, I, you, you talk about your mom. I remember her saying, "You told me this anyway." <laughs> she says, "If you're going to do another Canada Start of Canada Day on the Hill as CEO, I'm not volunteering." I'm she she threatened you, <laughs> yeah, so well, you listened. There was pressure for sure. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, yeah. So, what were we talking about, Rivers? I know. I'm 
kind of like the same thing. What was the question that I was asking anyway? It had to do with the CEO title too. Uh, oh, the president, yeah. you said it wasn't the title, it was two the disconnect. Things, two things, not being in the office with the team, who I yeah. so, so much love. And number yes. two, I think the hardest part was actually getting off the Startup Canada Slack channel um, uh, because that's how the team works. Um, uh, and so, and which is basically my brain going into the organization. So feeling so disconnected. So it's a different way of working, but it's awesome because I'm so much more productive and focused uh, yes. and the team is uh, just really rising to the opportunity. Yeah, well, they, they are a magical team, including the producer. <laughs> this, uh, Maddie does an amazing job <laughs> with with me losing <laughs> losing interviews and uh, changing times. And uh, you know, where's my script? And oh, could you send me that link to download again? Oh my gosh, she's beautiful, and the and the guests that she's bringing in are just absolutely amazing, awesome. including yourself. So uh, we're coming near the end of this conversation with. With, uh, with Victoria Lennox, the co-founder of Startup Canada. Sorry, I can't call you the president. I'm just not used to it. I'm going to refer to you. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm <laughs> going to do. Um, we, we see the, we see you, you know, in front of things. We see you in the mix of the operation, the engine, the brand, all of those things. Take us into the private side of Victoria and what she does to kind of just zone down and connect with her special DNA. Oh, that's a nice way to finish. Uh, you know, I found, uh, I love meditation. I love daily yoga. Uh, these mm. two things keep me absolutely centered. And uh, especially in a time of transition, uh, what I've learned is the need to reconnect uh, with connections that may have been lost during the, the hustle of building something. Mm -hmm. So I have found, uh, you know, I've been reaching out more to friends, taking more coffees, um, seeing someone on the street and say, hey, do you want to just jump into that coffee shop? Like, this is not possible in startup mode. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm really enjoying that part of life again um, and yes. uh, trying new learning. You know, entrepreneurs have to make sacrifices and um, uh, I'm very, very pleased to do that. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the meditation, yoga and reconnecting with other people, um, are, it's just so awesome. And it's something that I look forward to continuing to do and then in doing so scaling my impact for startup canada um, by focusing my my effort and attention uh, which will impact i think a lot of entrepreneurs today and tomorrow mm, wow wow i i do the downward dog also on a regular yes. basis yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. my daughters gave me <laughs> yoga classes for christmas and uh, i've been converted ever since uh <laughs> You know, I, I hate to have to end this conversation. I don't have to. We could keep talking. But uh, <laughs> as you know, entrepreneurs don't have a long attention span. As much as much as I know they love you, uh, they won't tolerate me that long. So, Victoria Lennox, uh, you have taken us on a journey for the past years and, and continue to – I know you will. Your legacy is cemented at many different levels in, on the countryside, on the country and rural and many different sectors and – Man, you just keep on happening. That's all I can tell you. You just keep on happening because we need a lot of Victoria Lennox happening and Mama Aww. Lennox happening too. So anyway, Aww. 
thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last words that you would like to uh, leave our, our audience from? I always say coast to coast to coast, but also around the planet. Uh, I mean, I've had, I've had people in Australia say they listen to our podcast. Yes, they do. So. They do. Mm-hmm. It's a global podcast. And mm-hmm. um, Well, I'll say two things. I'll say, Rivers, you're amazing. And it's been an absolute honor working with you over the last seven years. Thanks. What a freaking fracking frocking privilege <laughs> uh, to work with you. And I'm so proud of this podcast and where it will go now that I'm doing business development. Yes! Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm super stoked about that, uh, being able to focus on that. And, uh, you know, I think the, the opportunity with the Prime Minister is just the beginning. And this journey with Startup Canada is just the beginning. Um, I truly believe that it's only been seven years and it takes a, a lifetime. So uh, I, I look forward to working with you on this. And, you know, uh, thank you to Canada. Thank you so much for the opportunity to serve Canadian entrepreneurs in this role and I look forward to working together with everybody over the coming years in new and exciting ways um, just thank you for giving your time your support and uh, and your attention to this important cause it's uh, an important cause uh, and our entrepreneurs we just got to keep following them because they will save the world they will save the world amen sister good job thank you so much <laughs> And uh, I know we're going to talk some more again, but thanks so much for your time. (laughs) We really appreciate it. And happy Friday. Thank you, Rivers. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern.